Hello, and welcome back to the Brooklyn Beat Podcast. Uh, coming at you from Nashville, New Hampshire, this is Justin Worsley, and with me as always from Brooklyn is Nick Vignores. Nick, how are uh, you? I'm doing well. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, we are going to now talk about the NFC North uh, post-draft. Um, let's start off with the Chicago Bears. The Bears, uh, they've had better years, I think we'd, uh, we'd say. <laughs> yeah, uh, last year was... Last year was kind of a strange year for the Bears. You know, it took Trubisky round one. Who, lo- who so, loves kissing titties, by the way? Uh, <sighs> Mitch Biscuits does. So uh, <laughs> Money Mitch. You know, they, money Mitch. So, you know, they took him round one. So, you know, when, when you think a quarterback that I, uh, unless you already have a quarterback, an old, you know, a veteran quarterback in place, you're kind of looking at uh, rebuilding, trying to retool, maybe try to find a couple of pieces around him that you, you want to fit, maybe long term and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, it was it was tough last year because they kind of sort of did what they you know they they did their best with the with the talent around them. They pulled a Venusaur. Yeah, exactly. They pulled a Venusaur, but they didn't really have a ton of talent. You know, and and I was happy to see that. You know, they took um, I believe uh, Adam Shaheen. I think the guys the tight end was Adam yeah second round last year. School. Yeah, it took him, and you know he had a big learning curve. You know, coming from a um, small school and. Uh, they didn't really have any wide receivers last year. All the wide receivers got hurt. Uh, Cameron Meredith got hurt before the season started. Kevin White got hurt uh, during the sentence. Do you, you think know, Kevin White is the most hated athlete in Chicago right now? Like more, I, I, I'd imagine Bears fans hate him more than Jay Cutler at this point. I mean, I, I feel like Jay Cutler is what he is. I don't know. I, it was tough. I just, I just kind of felt bad for Trubisky because I felt like he really didn't – there was really no way to gate. Like, his best receiver last year was probably um, uh, the running back whose name uh, I'm drawing a blank. Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen, that's right. Uh, big, uh, big uh, Pino's a big fan of him. Um, so, you know, it's tough because between him and Jordan Howard, who's not really a passing down kind of guy, it was hard to really gauge how Trubisky did. Uh, I thought he held up pretty well uh, considering – the things around him, and I thought they were. I was happy to see that they went out, and spent some money, and, and got uh, Allen Robinson, who you know coming off the ACL injury, but a a good talent at wide receiver. And then uh, they weren't finished, you know. Uh, round two, they went and took uh, Anthony Miller out of Memphis, who's a really really solid player. You know, uh, I don't see him as being a uh, top flight number one, but you know what? It wouldn't shock me either. You know, he he's. He's probably more of a, uh, you know, potential to be a high-end number two. But crazier things have happened. Guys who have drafted, been drafted later, later and stuff like that. The guy made plays, made, made a lot of plays at Memphis. He, you know, he doesn't come from a huge program. But I believe that he was a walk-on. You know, he wasn't a highly touted guy coming out of high school or anything like that, too. So, you know, you respect the hard work that he did to get to where he is and go around, too, you know, is, is, a big, is a big, you know, leap for him, too. So I, I think they did good to go out and get some 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 weapons for him, you know. And um, they also use uh, their other second round pick, um, uh, James Daniels, who the center from Iowa, center from Iowa, guard from Iowa. I believe he's going to be playing guard in the NFL because they have already have Cody Whitehair there at center. Yeah, I'd imagine they yeah, keep Cody there. Uh, I, he'll probably slide into Josh Sitton's uh, spot that he vacated, you know. And round one, you know, top ten. Uh, Chicago has a long, long history of. Stellar linebacker play, and I think that their hope is that you know they got they got another Roquan one there. Smith is the next guy. Roquan Smith is the best guy, and that they got another one there. You know, so 
you know, I I, I think I thought it was a uh, pretty solid draft. I think it was a, a good draft in support of their, you know, young young player. You know, you got him, you got him, you got to protect him. You got an offensive player to from to throw to. You know, you try to develop him. You want to you want to put good talent around uh, young quarterbacks and try to really let them flourish. I think we finally see the Bears as a team who they don't suck anymore. But I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. But I think this is going to be like a positive season for them as a whole. But it down to how Trubisky does in year two. Does he, does he take that step up or does he regress? Because they held him back a lot last year too. They did. Although I, I got to be honest, John Fox stinks. You know, I, it's John Fox he, challenged a play last year and got, turned the ball over because of the challenge. He's I, it's crazy. You know, so some of these some of these coaches they still get these jobs. Based on just the fact that they're Clout. experienced, yeah, like that, like okay, oh, John Fox took two teams to the Super Bowl, and it's like, yeah, all right, if you want to look at it that way. I mean, I guess we can look at it that way, but like, I look at John Fox's job in Denver, I think to myself, like, how much did that guy really do to get that team to the Super Bowl? Like, what did he do? Just not get in their way? Like, he had the best offense in the NFL, and he didn't call a single play. It was the same way that like Adam Gase is getting his um, these like head coaching calls, but. He wasn't even the offensive coordinator for Denver. It was, it was really Peyton Manning at the end of the day. Yeah, although I, I would argue that Adam Gase is a more deserving guy of a job in the NFL today than John, John Fox. Fox. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, so I, I would I would rather you know give give Adam Gase a job and, and you know take a shot there than, than the other way around. I think I think this is the end of the road for Fox though, as far as uh, yeah becoming I, I, a head think, coach, which is which is kind of interesting because I feel like you know. When he took the Chicago job, he kind of had to know that too. So it's like, well, man, if you, you know, if this was this was the, the you know, your going out party, like, is this where you really want to hit your wagon to? But you know, I mean, I guess I guess he kind of did. So you know, that's, duh bears, yeah, duh bears. So I guess that's that's what it ended up being, and you know, it is what it is. You know, you want to know what it is? I guarantee you, he realized that um, Shed Aquarium is across the street from Soldier Field. And he figured that after the Bears got their ass kicked, he would just go and look at the turtles and dolphins and stuff. They have like blue whales at that aquarium. That's some good stuff, man. You don't see that very often. Yeah, I mean, but I don't think you want the uh, players. Uh, you, I don't think you want the fans going to the aquarium uh, during, during, during the game. No, he just went afterwards by himself. Maybe, no, I know, but the, at some point, at some point, if the team's so bad, you don't want the guys getting up and leaving goal during the game. No, I think it's Chicago. I think you just get drunk and throw shit in the stadium. Yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, speaking of throwing shit into the stadium, let's talk about the uh, the Packers, the Cheeseheads, who are so desperate for cornerback help. They have yet again double dipped in the draft in the first two rounds, taking Jair Alexander and Joshua Jackson. And Jackson fell a bit. He did. Um, but now, if you look at their secondary for the year, um, they have Alexander. They have Jackson. They drafted um, with their top pick last year. Um, Kevin King from uh, Washington. Yeah, they still they still have Clinton Dix at safety. Um, they have Devon House. Um, they have Quentin Rollins. They have Tremont Williams back on the team. Uh, with the exception of Williams, this is a pretty young secondary. It is, which is a desperate need for this team. Though. You know, two things about the, about the package draft that I, I thought. Uh, well, well, no, there's one thing, but so. They approached the draft. I felt like it was different. You know, uh, what's his name is no longer in charge. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but um, you know, they went a different path this way. Uh, they dropped down. They traded back. Ted Thompson. 
Ted Thompson, thank you. Uh, they dropped down. They, you know, they traded back. They took a little different approach. And you know what? Honestly, I have to say, I, I'm pretty sure that they traded down. Who was? I think they. I believe they traded from 14 to 27. Uh, they added their uh, first with home. New Orleans, right? They, New Orleans. They added a, a second, uh, another first rounder for next year, and then they were able to trade back up to get Alexander without giving up um, their first round, the first round that they got, I believe, which was fantastic. You know, and they went out and, and got uh, Jerry Alexander round one. They got lucky to get Josh Shackman for them round two. I don't think that they plan on going cornerback, cornerback, to be quite honest. But when you see that kind of value at a position of pretty big need, you know, and Kevin King, uh, you know, last year was a rookie, but he wasn't great. You know, but you don't you don't jump off the bandwagon for guys who are that young, obviously. You know, but I think they kind of realize that when you have such a when you have such a talent at quarterback as Aaron Rodgers is, you know, I've maybe I've said this before. I think he's the most gifted quarterback to ever play. You know, um, not the most accomplished, but most gifted. But when you have a guy like that, you're gonna put up points through the air. You're gonna put up yards through the air. You're gonna get in a lot of shootouts. It's just it's it's inevitable. No matter how much you want to play differently, it's not going to matter because the player that you have is so good that that's just what's going to happen. So the only, the best the best approach for you is to just kind of prepare for it. So what better way to prepare for it? Imagine all three of these guys pan out. They're day one, day two talents. They all pan out, and you have three top-like cornerbacks. That's that's great. That's awesome for them, you know? So uh, I thought it was a good move. I thought they got excellent value on Josh Jackson. I did not think he was going to be there at 45. I was really surprised that he made it out of round one. Yes, yeah, so am I. Let alone made it literally into the middle of round two. Sometimes it becomes a number game, so I, I get that part too. But I, th- I thought I thought the Packers had a pretty good draft. And, you know, uh, another guy they got round three that took Oren Burks out of Vanderbilt, who uh, he's, a, he's a nice player. He's a good linebacker. They needed some help on the inside. Uh, I know that they're, they like Blake Martinez, you know, but I, th- I think Burks is another guy who's, uh, who's going to pan out for them. Uh, another guy they added uh, offensively was uh, Quinemius St. Brown, who I'm not even sure if that's the right way to pronounce it. If it's not, my bad, Quinemius. But uh, he was a guy. He went round six. I, I thought he was a better than round six talent. So speaking of uh, the Packers receivers, um, I think we see a little bit of height supremacy with the, with Green Bay. <laughs> Equinemius St. Brown is six foot five. Marquez Valdez Scantling, who was drafted before St. Brown, is six foot four. Jamon Moore, who was also drafted before St. Brown, is six foot three. They already have Devontae Adams, who's the shortest of the bunch of six foot one. They already have Geronimo Allison, who's six foot three. And they have Jimmy Graham, who they added this offseason, who's six foot seven. What do you do when you face this team in the red zone? Pray? Uh, well, you know what? You're already praying because you're facing Aaron Rodgers. So I mean, you just might as well throw an extra prayer in there. For, Do you recruit God to cover for you in the secondary? I mean, I guess you could try that too. Uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, you know, the height helps. I, I don't think, I don't think height's the end all be all. You know, I, I used to be. Listen, everybody loves a prototype. You know, everybody loves a prototype six three, two hundred twenty pound wide receiver, especially Jay McArthur. Uh, yeah, but you know, at the same time, you know, look at look, a lot of a lot of receivers in the NFL nowadays. You know, I don't think Antonio Brown or OBJ are technically six feet tall. You know, those are you could argue those are the two best receivers in the NFL. I think in the conversation with Julio Jones in the top three, whatever order you put them in. You know, uh, height's great. 
it is. It allows you to, you know, reach over, maybe make better one-on-one plays. But it's not the end all be all. I actually like St. Brown for, you know, his height is definitely a plus for me. But I, I just think he's an underrated prospect. I think he got held back a lot by uh, QB play, you know. Uh, so that kind of helped. That kind of hurt him and hurt his stock. But he, you know, he tested out well as an athlete. Uh, I thought he, you know, he looked pretty good. I'd heard in um, at his pro day and, and different drills and stuff like that. So I thought they got a pretty good value with him uh, late in round six. I agree. I actually had him as one of the uh, the better receivers in this draft. I was surprised by the, how low he fell. You know, it's funny because a lot of times I, I think. I think a lot of receivers and receivers in particular, their, their success and failure is based a lot on where they end up, you know? So if it's a receiver who needs some work and stuff like that, but he ends up in a really bad situation, it's not going to end well for him. If he's a receiver who's got a ton of talent, you know, and ends up in a great situation, it might end up well for him. You know, St. Brown's the kind of guy that, you know, going to play with one of the best quarterbacks basically ever could work out really, really well in his favor. Um, moving on, let's talk about the Detroit Lions, who were good last year, but yet again, not good enough for the playoffs. Um, they have beefed up their offensive line. They added Frank Ragnall in the first round. Um, is that the final piece for their line? Can they finally get a running game this year? Uh, well, you know, I think p- part of, part of their, them rebuilding that was, you know, they got their center, and they also ended up getting a running back. Carry you know, on Johnson. Carry on Johnson round two. Who? That's another guy who I, I felt went a little higher than I. I, I personally like Carry on Johnson. Uh, he went a little higher than I anticipated him going. I, they I, apparently I, see him as a three down back. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I kind of do too. I kind of do. I see him in that sense, in the sense of he's not excellent at anything, but he can do a lot of things well, and I think that's enough for you to be, you know, a, a lead back. You know, uh, you know, he's not. He's not a burner. He's not a huge, you know, uh, break tackles guy. You know, he's not a uh, – he doesn't have the passing down chops of, you know, Darren Sproles or something like that. But he does all of it, you know, well enough to be productive. And I, I definitely think he's got some lead back appeal. I agree he does. Um, I think he's going to lose red zone potential this year to LeGarrette Blount. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but I think adding him – I think that's the end of the road for um, for what's his name, uh, Amir Abdullah. Yes, Amir yeah, Abdullah. I, I think they kind of uh, they kind of catching out on, on on that one. Like you know, I actually like. I'll be honest, uh, Abdullah. Somebody who kind of disappointed me a little bit. I thought he had a chance. I thought the, I thought he had the talent. I thought there was an opportunity there for him to you know kind of take a, a lead, you know, a, a lead role there, but it just kind of never worked out. Uh, you know, I felt like he was banged up a bit. And then just a couple of things went wrong, and he just wasn't productive in the opportunities that he had. And then they kind of became a more passing down team where Theo Riddick became the preferred back, even though he wasn't really running the ball anyway. You know, it just kind of became a numbers game. So I, it didn't really work out for him there. But, yeah, I, I think Kerryon Johnson has, has an opportunity there to, you know, uh, become their lead back moving forward. Uh, what do you think of Deshaun Hand going in the fourth round? So – He's an interesting guy. He, he's a guy who, you know, listen, anybody who goes from Alabama, you know, especially Alabama D-line, he's the kind of guy that, you know, you see the name, he's, he's got the name appeal, he's got the school appeal. But, you know, it kind of comes down to it, like, is he is he really that good? Is You know, like, so I, I think he's got a really, really, really high ceiling. 
but I don't know if he'll ever really, you know, fulfill it. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. If I might be thinking somebody else, but pretty sure he was the number one recruit coming out of high school. And, you know, that's a guy who's clearly very, very talented. So if he puts it all together, uh, you know, where they took him is could absolutely be a steal. You know, you just kind of got to put it together, though. I mean, he's really a guy who, I mean, he's based on potential, not really his production. Um, yeah. I think his potential to be a pass rusher. I don't trust him as a, as a run stuffer, though. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think he profiles better as a three tech. Um, you know, I know they run it 4-3, but if they were running a uh, 3-4, he probably could have made it as a 5-tech, too. I don't see him as a nose. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Oh, want definitely to not. He's, he's only two seventy three. He's tiny. Yeah, yeah. Nose. Uh, uh, I don't think he's two seventy three. I think he's a little heavier than that. Anyway, uh, I'm looking. What I'm looking at is two seventy three. Okay. Regardless, I, last I checked, I think he was like two two ninety five, something like that. But regardless, anyway, um, you know, he's a uh, he's the kind of guy that you know you don't really want him having as a nose, regardless, like you said. So, um, you know, I, I think there's a fit for him. Uh, he's got to have to put it together. There's ability there. But you know what? When you're, when you're drafting guys at that point, you know, you're kind of drafting guys with at least one kind of drawback. You know, either they didn't test out athletic enough or, you know, a questionable motor or, you know, coming off an injury. You know, on day three, you kind of sort of like, you know, or, or their production wasn't good. You know, you're looking for guys who – kind of diamonds in a rough kind of thing. Like maybe there was something that held them back that you think could be corrected with the cases. So, you know, I, you know, that's an, an, another guy that they took was uh, Tyrell Crosby who dropped around five. Like, I gotta be honest. I was surprised he dropped that far. You know, I, I didn't think he was a day one pick, um, but I, I did think he got some day two buzz at the same time, you know, and uh, I was surprised that he dropped all the way to, to where he did. Uh, another thing to note too, uh, Deshaun Hand was actually the, Number one overall recruit coming out of high school. Yeah, I said that before. Did you? I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. No, I, I said I wasn't sure, but I believe that he was the number one recruit coming out of high school, which is, you know, speaks to his talent level, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, there's there's obviously ability there. You know, I, I don't think anybody questions that. Alabama doesn't really have talentless guys in their D line, so you know, just that alone has appeal. You know, but he's got to he's got to put it together. You know, that, that's what it comes down to. Um, so I think, I think Crosby is another guy who I think he has the potential. I think he has the talent. I'm also surprised he fell into the fifth round. Um, I think he, I think he's ultimately is a right tackle at the NFL level. Uh, I think he's a little too sluggish in pass protection to be, be on the left side. Right. But, uh, I mean, he was a guy who, um, if I'm an edge, if I'm an edge defender, I don't want to see the guy coming at me during on a sweep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could see the, uh, desire to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, the Minnesota Vikings, who, before the draft, exercised Trey Waynes' fifth-year option um, and then took Mike Hughes in the first round. Uh, what do you think this means for Waynes? Do you think they even keep him on the roster next year? I mean, I, I, think, I think that'll come down to him, you know? Uh, I, I think they liked him enough to pick up the option, you know? So, I, I, yeah, and, you know, we saw today a lot of options were really were passed on today. So I don't think picking up the option means, means nothing. I, I wouldn't write it off to meaning nothing. You know, uh, picking up that option, it doesn't mean something that it doesn't mean that they do like him. So I think he's going to have an opportunity to come in. Uh, I also think I read recently that Terrence Newman uh, announced that this is – Resigned. Uh, he resigned, but he announced that this is going to be his last year. 
you know. Finally, so, the guy's been around forever. Yeah, yes, which is awesome, by the way. I mean, that's fantastic. You know, that's that's something that's impressive. Um, you know, I I remember that guy when he was drafted. I was, I don't know, twelve, thirteen. It was when Parcells had, he was it was Parcells, I think first, uh, first round draft pick, uh, with 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 the, with the <clears throat> with Dallas, excuse me, with Dallas. Uh, and I remember he took off his star from his helmet. He said he had to earn it. You know, all that shebang and stuff. But you know. That's an interesting story too, but you know you you got to prepare for life afterwards. You know they have Xavier Rhodes, great cornerback, but opposite him, you know you have Terrence Newman and you have Waynes, who's probably hasn't fulfilled what they were hoping to see out of him. I believe that especially the, a guy who was taking eleventh overall as well. Right? Uh, I believe they also have a uh, Mackenzie Alexander from Miss- from Clemson. Was it Clemson? Yeah, it was Clemson. Yeah. Right. Uh, they didn't see a lot of him last year. I don't think. But he's another guy who's interesting, uh, you know. So they're, you know, they're, they're building their defense, you know, perimeter-wise. I think it's a smart move, you know. Uh, that's uh, It's a passing league now. Uh, most people know that. Not all people know that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 is, it is what it is. Specifically, David Gettleman doesn't know that. Yeah, specifically, David Gettleman doesn't know that. So, you know, he's – it was an interesting move, you know, but – Listen, you know, they, they want to guard the perimeter. I understand it. Uh, the NFC Championship game didn't go well for them. They got kind of kind of blown apart, uh, you know, in the secondary. So, I, Bad I, things happened in that game. A lot of bad things happened in that game. So, you know, I, I, I understand the appeal, the appeal for a cornerback round one there. Do you think uh, Minnesota right now has the best secondary in football? I think they have an argument for it. Yeah, I do. You know, um, uh, aside, they have the X Men was great, you know. Uh, Hughes is a rookie. Newman is still productive, uh, and obviously you can't forget Harrison Smith is awesome. You know, yeah. Harrison Smith is fantastic. So, you know, and then Anderson Deho, yep. solid safety, solid. You know, like not spectacular, not going to make a million plays for you, you know, but doesn't get lost in the shuffle. He, he makes the plays he needs to play make. You know, and if he's the worst player in your secondary. You know, worst relatively speaking. more power to you, right? Exactly. Like, if that's the worst guy in your secondary, you know, like, you know, that's it's a pretty, it's a pretty good problem to have, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think they definitely have an argument for it. And it helps too that their front seven is uh, it's so good generating generating pressure as well between Everson Griffin, between uh, um, Daniel Hunter, Daniel Hunter, Linville Joseph, Daniel Hunter, yeah, Daniel Hunter, uh, Linville, Hunter's another guy I really liked, uh, coming out. But uh, yeah, Limbo Jones. They got, they got Sheldon Richardson this offseason. They got Sheldon Richardson this offseason, which makes their line a lot better. So you know, you got guys who can cover, and you got guys who can rush the passer. Uh, you know, it's not going to be an enjoyable experience for quarterbacks. It surely is not. Um, uh, so that wraps up our NFC North coverage. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This is Brooklyn Beat signing off. Take care.